Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's October 11th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit and Mark Joseph right now. In the second hour, we're going to have uh, Jalissa Helms and uh, Justin Martinez join us. So um, I'm just going to kind of throw it over to Mark and to Derek because they have something that they wanted to talk about. So uh, <clears throat> good morning, Derek. Good morning, Mark. And good morning, Mark, Nancy. Morning, Derek. Nancy. Hey. Um, yeah, so Derek's been gone a couple of weeks and... Uh, just got back, so I don't know if you have any uh, road, what do you call it, stories, um, how how it was, where you were at, um, anything unusual or uh, mm-hmm. highlights, things like that, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, what I, what we, and what he's talking about, so now I can elaborate a little bit more, too, because we usually don't announce these trips when I'm leaving town, of course, for a lot of reasons, um, so we don't just advertise. So then we just all of a sudden hear he's back. So that's what we're talking about. I went back to Arizona. This time I went to Quartzsite, Arizona, as I have many times before. Um, and this was kind of a combo trip, though. My dad lives there, so I was down there helping him out with some some chores as well, but got to go to our restocking place and um, did some shopping for mystical wares and brought back some, as I like to call them, goliaths. So big, gosh, Nancy, how tall? I didn't measure it, but... And this whole show isn't going to be about these things I brought back everyone either. I just wanted to mention this one thing. It's in the promo photo. The uh, Rose Quartz Tower Point. I think it was probably a little over 200 pounds um, and a couple feet tall. But that was kind of uh, an unusual thing. I'd never seen Rose Quartz cut into such a piece before either. So that was an interesting thing I thought I wanted to mention when I brought back. Um, And I'm tying into the woo-woo now and what it did was so that thing the reason i bought it was because it was i'll just say a pulsing or emitting um unusual energy to me so it caught my attention it wasn't about the size either because even a small crystal point can do that as well so it wasn't a volume thing here in 3d but it did have unusual energies caught my attention so that's why i brought it back um so i used those as kind of space or placeholders among the other areas so if you are capable to look at the promo photo for this show you'll see some shots of some different again big pieces i brought back um but that's what the trip was all about so on the on the trip and this time i don't know it took me we had planned it so i could drag my feet a little bit more getting there of course that didn't work out um i don't get too much in the boring part of the stories but it was a a quick trip straight there um Stop for a few hours on the way there. Uh, and I'm talking about from Washington State down to Quartzsite, Arizona. So it's about a 20-hour drive. 
And then depending on the way back, sometimes a couple more hours on there. Um, and unfortunately on this trip, when I was talking about dragging my feet to make it comfortable is we were trying to work in a hotel room here and there. Um, we didn't realize it was Columbus's Columbus Day on Monday. So, and that U-Haul in Arizona, but not in Washington State, decided to acknowledge that. So long story short, I find myself in Arizona with a truck, so a pickup truck bed full of stuff I bought, and I didn't have a canopy. There's no place open to buy one. Again, the, the idea was run a U-Haul trailer, throw it all in the trailer, haul it back. But they were closed for a couple of days from that point on. So um, I ended up basically doing a quick run and coming straight back. And just before I did, what was also unusual, Nancy, I think I told you about, and we don't have to get into it a lot, but the microbursts. Um, my dad lives, like I mentioned to everybody, uh, he lives in Quartzsite, Arizona, out in a little community called La Paz Valley. So literally five minutes just off of I-10 to give you some kind of reference. Um, and I get there and he starts telling me, and he's lived there for, I don't know, 20 something years, about his neighbor's house. I wonder where his neighbor's house is at and kind of thing. And he tells me about microburst happening again um, to where basically they just disintegrate. So a microburst of air comes down um, and then the house is just left in sticks. So his neighbors luckily weren't home. But then he's a he's a gold prospector, and I've talked about that before. So he had a bunch of metal detectors and stuff, and so they have him go out there when this happens, and hopefully find some family heirlooms or valuables, you know, little jewelry or whatever he can find to to give to him. So that happened again. Uh, oh, and then the um, very unusual thunderstorm too, Nancy, when I was in Quartzsite that hasn't rained in I don't know how many years there. Now then, again, just as I'm getting ready to leave, all of a sudden a massive thunderstorm and. I've been in the various deserts my whole life. So I've been through a lot of desert storms and things. And these, it was just unusual. It was really huge water drops, like the size of a quarter where they hit you and they hurt you kind of deal. I'm sure that's not that unusual, but it was for this time and place. And then just the lightning striking, again, neighbor's house. So we're talking 100 feet away, all around me all night on, you know, hunker down this little RV on the property. Um, so that was, that was interesting too. The, okay, okay. Go ahead. Let's, Let's go back to the microbursts because mm -hmm. um, he, we were talking about it earlier in the week. And what the microburst is, is a, is a, okay, what a typical accepted microburst is, all right, is that you normally have to have, well, you always have to have, as far as I know, uh, a lot of, like, I think that they occur in hurricanes because I have seen damage to, the trees that when I assess what was happening, it was, it had to have been a microburst. The trees were, were, and, and I'm talking about, I've got like, I don't know, 300 trees on this property. And my, my neighbors were, were all connected with this forested area. And the trees were breaking at a third of the way down. And it was all the tops, a third of the way down. And a lot of it, yes, yeah, some of it came, you could see it after the storm. Uh, this was uh, oh, about four, five years ago, Irma. And so you have this microburst that comes down, hits the tree. And I said, well, let me see. And I went and I found a, a, a plastic, a light plastic uh, straw. And I held it and then I hit it at the top. 
if it was a microburst. And sure enough, every time you hit the, the straw, for whatever reason, a third of the way down, the straw begins to bend. So in a storm, if you've got that kind of a boom on that tree, yeah, sometimes it's enough to actually, that you can see the trees broke, bent and broken and at the top of it, but it was like a year, maybe two years later before the tops of a bunch of trees started coming down. And it seems to be that what was happening was that they were so damaged, but it took that time before they came down. So now we're talking about a supposedly microburst that is taking out a house next door to his dad's. And then there were two, you told me there were two sheds that, that also got creamed, right? Oh, yeah. Well, ultimately, there were three mobile homes, a couple of garages. I mean, lots of stuff. I didn't even tell you the whole story. I mean, again, I moved past these things so quickly. So even more than I told you. But yeah, lots of that stuff taken out, just gone. He, and he said to me, he goes, Derek, and there's my dad. Uh, and he's 84. I don't know what to tell you. But they called me, and he gets into the whole story about getting out there with metal detector and stuff. And, and he goes, it was unbelievable. It was toothpicks. And he goes, I'm not kidding, toothpicks. And he, he holds up his hand and shows me the size of a toothpick like I don't know. And he says, that's what the house was. And I don't know. But and then he goes into the story. And, but, yeah, he was even – he's been around the block a little bit. So it's, he was pretty dumbfounded by it. And it's happened – I don't know. They went into his other story. Um, down in town, I forget the business. I wish I could ask him. Um, happened to a business as well, took it out. It's gone. One, there's a tree sitting there laying over still um, as I drove by that. Like, what the heck was there? But it's gone. There's not like the wall laying there. That's, it's gone. There's just like very little there, I'll say. Um, you don't see the structure. It's not like you see. So don't visualize anyone. Oh, the aftermath of a hurricane or tornado with, oh, there's a wall. There's a bed laying up. Uh-uh. It's gone. Mattress. Plumbing. House. Wood. Tile. Gone. Not laying in pieces. You're, you're raked up in your yard. And by the way, the neighbor's not touched. Their pots are sitting on their back porch still. Huh. I don't know. And I'm, I am not a, uh, you know, I'm a meteorologist. I'm guessing that's the guy or gal. But that's pretty phenomenal to me. So to how tight, and again, I don't even have the terms for it. But how, I don't know, I would just say tight of a, a pocket of microbursts of air that must be. And then where'd it go? It hit the ground. What, it go into the ground? It went somewhere. But how did it not disrupt the plants on the house next door? Uh, there's a whole lot of things just aren't connecting here, and I don't know. That's not why I was telling the story anyway, but that happened, and it's not the first time. In fact, I don't know, last three trips, I hear the same thing. Oh, microburst over here or here, whatever. And I'm like, Dad, you're living in an area where invisible blasts of air come out of the house and vaporize neighbors. Does that sound like a good place to live? I mean, just putting it like that, you can call microburst this and the other, but long and short of it, if you wake up and all of a sudden neighbors' houses are gone and everything in them, Huh. Oh, and then the other part. Um, I don't know if I told you this, Nancy. I was driving. I was in Quartzsite, um, looking up in the sky. Um, and this is before any of the big shows, everyone. So this is before what's called the Pow Wow or Tyson Wells or Desert Gardens. These are rock and gem crystal shows that happen in Quartzsite, Arizona, every year in the January, February time frame. Clearly, I'm not in that time frame. So I was there now. And what I'm telling you is, hmm, miraculously, all flight paths. And this is a big open desert. You see everything. You can see, you know, I don't know, probably darn near 100 miles in the sky as well. And I've been, I've, I don't know how many years now I've go there, and I have photos of this stuff. 
have all changed. There's only during this time of year, though. And maybe that's something. I don't know. Do they shift flight paths at certain times of the year? I don't know anything about that. But I'll tell you, they do in Quartzsite. Because at certain times of day, you would see the planes go to certain areas. And I've even had apps on my phone that identify or doesn't identify the plane by its number. And you know, I've played lots of these things. And it was really natural clouds. And I was taking note of that because it was so unusual. Usually, it's like 10 times the chemtrails you would see over a normal city. And I'm not exaggerating. Because I remember I, I do these long trips. I'll span the whole coast in literally a day. So I get a big perspective of the West Coast of America. Again, in one span of me awake and staring at the whole thing. That's an unusual perspective. And when you do do things like that, you see, oh, chemtrails over cities, they're all over the place. You think <laughs> that's nothing. It's, it's literally like a quilt to where um, you can't even hold a finger up between the chemtrails. If you're like, in, imagine you hold a, your pinky up in the air in between chemtrails, There's, you can't have those gaps on the shows. And I go pre-show like a couple weeks out and you'll see it build up. And at the height of these shows, and it's literally a quilt the entire time and the frequencies, pressures change. I can feel the frequencies as well, but I know it's pressures because you'll feel it in your, and we get into some of that too, your um, sinuses and whatnot. So it's just, on, it's a big testing grounds. Um, and on one other kind of not so great aspect of it, again, because my perspective and my dad being there and I've known all what we call the old timers that have lived there forever. There, that's not the case. It's they're all being moved out or they're passing on or different things. So nobody has the the decades of perspective there of seeing what's been changing and happening. So that's just something I'm taking note of. Going, oh, that's something that's unusual because I've just never realized something like that before. But I just happen to be in that position now, um, not on the chemtrail thing, just a lot of it. Uh, let, me, yeah. let me just interrupt you for a second. Um, <clears throat> first off, the microburst and what's happening, it, that, that, that's bullshit if they're telling you it's microburst. Um, the other thing that I find unusual is that these things are happening and nobody is around. They're not, they're not killing people. So if you're not killing people but you're destroying their property then you're doing a clandestine kind of operation because if people are dying, that gets the attention of the press. But if properties are just blowing up because of some weird microburst, it's never going to see the light of day. And Quartzite, the, the, when they come in there for those those fairs, you're talking about, what, 100,000 people? A uh, quarter million now. It's grown literally every year like oh. fivefold. So you it got a insane, yeah. You got a quarter of a million people that are con 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 congregated in one area, and you, well, you got cities that have got that many. You know, why are you picking on this little town quartzite? Well, because who are you drawing into those fairs? You're drawing in metaphysicians and the awake people. It's a perfect target. Perfect target. Um, so I just wanted people to understand that that it, they are targeting the people. But why do you have any feeling as to why they would be targeting the town? Are they trying to get rid of those people so they can build something else? Because this is a, 
this does this is man-made this is an attack on a small little town but if we stand back and we look at it you know even even from a you know more distant situation why are all those fairs there what is drawing everybody to that area what's the geological or the energetic environment there that's that's just drawing all this attention do you have a feeling for it yeah and i can answer a few of those questions and on the testing thing it's because the people are going there then going home so they're kind of going there getting their vaccine we'll say and then going home and they can't then pin it to that one spot if that makes sense and that's why it only happens when the uh accumulation of people are there as well um you just asked uh, i have a congestion going on um Shoot, what was the last thing you just asked? I'm kind of all over the place when I'm trying to jot notes down uh, here. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm asking you, what is the geological, energetic, oh. why are they targeting this area? Yeah, okay, the area, because of Quartzsite, hence the name. Think of that, everyone, and what's going on there. Quartz, for one thing, and the whole area is being, is frequency, um, and they're, heck, the military acknowledges a lot of that. They're going to say, we're tracking full air or full spectrum dominance in this region down by the border. So we're talking about, I don't know, 40 minutes from the border of Mexico, for those who don't know where Quartzsite is, Arizona, um, down south, very low, and that's happening. You'll see blimps in the air. They got strapped down in 3D um, where they're broadcasting and video cam, all kinds of stuff coming off of that. Um, but the area is Quartzsite because it is all quartz and programmable. That's a very... I don't know. Energy, I know that's vague, but energetic area, it holds energies well. So they're doing it on tests. Um, and I've been there, the shows, I'm literally go back to the 70s with my dad to where it was maybe a dozen old timers, including us, climbing out of the mountains in our pickup trucks, backing up in this lot, this empty um, uh, dirt or, well, sand lot in the city of Quartzsite. And opening your truck bed and some locals would come by and buy the shiny rock they'd be called slabs or be rough that's what the show started with literally us starting them and then from there my entire life we've seen and my dad's still in the shows by the way and he's 84 he goes i don't know in a week there's other ones starting he told me he's in five of them this year with his trinkets still and we've been doing it since the 70s so i've seen this thing grow progressively from there to where now it's a quarter million people you look outside quartzite you see our because you can camp for free out there I don't even know how far you can see miles and miles, like 10 miles out, just literally hundreds of thousands of RVs and ATVs and quads and this, that, and the other. And I'm not exaggerating. Maybe a dozen of us, 15, you know, somewhere in that number, a small pack of starting these shows. Um, and I'm sure they started before that with even less people, but it, it has grown that far that fast. Um, and it's not just a rock and gem shows, Nancy. So here's the other part. It's an RV show. So RVs, are the, there's a big RV tent, and I don't ever go to that thing because it doesn't interest me. But that's a big draw. So I'll put it this way. People with energy in the form of money tend to go to these things as well because they can get big deals on the quarter-million-dollar RVs and stuff like that. So there's my dad's friends with the guys who run the, the RV part as well, so I get to hear a lot of these things. Long story short, it is just many, many millions and millions of dollars of RV sales and stuff that happens there as well. They actually drive in, uh, it's like 300, we were chatting with him, he pays uh, 20, 30 year old guys to drive people, RVs from California, from I don't know the neighboring states to this one spot in Quartzsite for these shows um, every single year. 
and then they sell them and maybe drive them back. It just depends. But that's a big portion of it too. So don't think just, oh, gold prospectors and rock hounds be bopping around courtside. It's it's individuals, um, you know, with some money, with you know, fifty thousand dollar little uh, desert quads are driving around, stuff like that. And then these people are going back to their communities. So, and I'm only giving you a bigger picture, and I don't know what it means, but it's not just us metaphysicians or metaphysical woo-woos walking around there. It's, um, it's you know, it's a mixture, uh, and it's big. So that's that's how big it's grown in just years. I've been doing it. Literally, like I said, you don't even know it's a, a – it was called a powwow. That was it. Literally a handful of guys just hanging out in the spot. Um, I'm trying to think of the energy thing, too. I chatted with you and Mark a little before the show. This is okay. What I'm talking about, you two, if I want, if we want to get into it, is the pressures. So I'll just get into it. When I was driving to Quartzsite just a few days ago, uh, I got back yesterday, um, and on the route back. And this case, it's not always the case, but this time I did. I took the same route, and I was, and I did not clue into it initially what was going on because again, I'm driving literally the whole span of the West Coast. Going through a lot of areas, a lot of weather, a lot over mountains, down everywhere. So when I was in California, um, and I've pinpointed it now, you guys, since we've been chatting here, it is it was Bakersfield, California, and or for those that know, Tehachapi. And for those that can that maybe my ears literally just rang when I was saying that too, which is not unusual. Um, for those that can maybe been through the area, just think the it's literally the region of California to where you cross these hills where there's a bunch of um oh what do they call mark um the uh the it is a dry like, area yeah it's a dry area that's where it turns into the desert and they have the big yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna sound like a moron i call them fans but they're uh oh geez for generating electricity I'm oh i like, like wind turbines wind, wind turbines yeah well yeah windmills would be the old school but yeah wind turbines okay so with literally the uh props being as long as airplane wings so those are all over the hillside and I'm a member. I'm just giving you more of the picture here because that may or may not have something to do with it. But that's the Tehachapi area in Bakersfield area. When I drove there, and I got in that uh, darn near right on the border of that region. Um, I instantly congestion in the 3D is how it would be termed. I went literally like 95% deaf. I'm like, I looked at my radio. I'm like, what the heck? And I turned up the volume. I couldn't hear it. And it was instantaneous. And that continued. Uh, and there were other physical symptoms and energy symptoms that were happening as well. But just to get the understanding across quickly, that's what happened until I got past all of that into the desert, past Tehachapi, past the wind turbines. And then, boom, ears popping, you know, the normal 3D stuff you'd expect. And yes, there's some elevation change there, but that's not what it was. So for anybody that's been through there and again, I've been through there countless times, um, it wasn't a key moment like that. Well, well yeah, you're up on the top of a mountain. No. And then, so I ignored that because, again, those things can happen. And it happened again in, where am I at? Stockton, Cal. So I've kind of given you in reverse because I was driving north to south. So it happened in Stockton first. So for those who know Stockton, California, the same thing. I was, I was like realizing, oh, coming up on Stockton. And then a matter of moments later, and darn near on the um, city limits border again, they got signs. Boom, pressure on again, instantaneous. So much of it grabbed my attention. Usually it's a progressive thing, a little of that. And then again, as I said, at the basically within minutes of the end of, of that area, the Stockton area, on again, I got turned back on. So, and it's, and it wouldn't have drawn my attention 
until the way back. Because then you think, oh, you know, you're still not paying attention. But when it happens again on those exact specific spots and a little more on the woo-woo perspective, I have heightened, again, vaguely, energetically over the past year again, being able to literally feel crazy stuff in the etheric now. Sometimes it's odd and it's, I don't, I don't even understand it myself totally, but that's a thing. So, yes, I am perceiving more, as we all can, by the way, I'm perceiving more of my reality and haven't gone through these areas since then. But I am, I don't know, it's like honing your sense of taste or smell. You get kind of good at it after a while. So, I don't know, apparently I've gotten good at perceiving the energy. So now it's literally on the money where they're doing it. And that kind of surprised me that it can be such a tight area that they're affecting um, these specific cities. So kind of summarizing here. It happened again, exactly the same spots on the way back in reverse. And, it, and I look around, it was like, oh, cell tower, one, two, three, is sitting right there that was up double strength today or something like that. Um, I go OCD on all this stuff and look around once. Yeah. Go okay, ahead, Nancy. Let me, let me, let me stop you here. Um, <clears throat> my suspicion, <clears throat> excuse me, my suspicion is, and it's kind of like, oh my God, nobody thought to look at that, is that when you got the wind turbines, you must have a slew of some kind of a battery thing. Because isn't that the concept? The wind puts the energy in the batteries and then they drain the batteries to to fill the uh, electric circuit. So if Uh, that's true, we know that batteries radiate terrible energy. And if you have these massive battery packs, I mean, I don't think anybody's taken measurements to know what the danger of this is. Could that be it? Um, I don't I don't know, to be honest. Well, I, I can tell you some of them, and I hate even putting it this way, but I don't have the words. I know some of them are etheric energies, meaning energy forms or types that we really haven't been given a way to describe yet. And that's a, that is a thing out there, everybody. So we are being told about a lot of the ingredients of our reality, and that's for a reason. So that we're only working with these things. Magnetism, electromagnetism, blah, blah, blah. It's the salt and sugar. You're not being told about baking soda that really makes the dough rise. Stuff like that. So what I'm saying is there's more stuff out there that we're just literally not being given ways to communicate it. Well, I, mean, I can pick up on it and see it, feel it, but I don't have a way of getting it across. So energy, okay, too. That, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm here for. All right. Yeah. So. Let's go back in time, because do you remember that episode where there was a, 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 a some kind of a, a big electrical, you see it on the side of the road, all of a sudden there's danger, stay away, blah, blah, blah. And you somehow or another, I think you had a flat tire or something. You were, something happened to the car that when you had to deal with it you realize you looked around your your where you were and you saw this big you know i remember now yeah uh, you remember what i'm telling you about and mm-hmm. can you okay so can you remember seeing the entity that was associated <laughs> with that yeah i see it all oh yeah the second you started that's kind of neat too because i have no 3d memory for those who don't know me it doesn't work with and that's a thing and i realized why but yes i just got the full download on that whole show so what it was I had a big old F2, I used to get my wood to heat my house from the mountains. I had a big F-250 truck that I was driving around. Um, and I was driving through an area. I'll just tell, I'm trying to get cut out the parts that don't matter. I got to an area, and what Nancy was saying is, it, and I didn't know it at the time, 
but it was right next to a power substation. And that's probably not the exact term, but you know what I'm talking about. The big transformers, a, a huge group of them, where they're probably, you know, inverting or downstepping the power for the city. Um, I was driving through that area and all of a sudden I hear an explosion in the truck, kind of the back area. And it forces me to pull over, so it gets me into this spot, and it just happened to be right there where I could pull in, which is kind of nice and convenience, sort of. Um, so I pull in there, and then I go to the back of the truck and see that the whole break-in and um, the calipers had just literally just blown apart and, and snapped off. And I don't even, I couldn't even tell what happened because it was just a big mess when I got back there. So, um, and that's just uh, just the part that holds the brake pads. So, so part that stops the truck, so it's very important. Get back to look at that, and then uh, again, that substation is off. I don't know, a couple hundred feet from me, so not right next to me. I start talking to a couple of guys that were were there for whatever reason, um, and we're chatting. And then all of a sudden, I can feel the—I'll just say—static, the energy in the air. And I'm sure everybody's felt that. Just a, a heightened charge is one way of putting it. But I'll say that's just calling something ice cream there's a whole lot of flavors in those things if you start honing your perception levels so it's not just static or electricity anymore there's more things in there but that's another conversation so in this moment yeah i felt it and i was picking up my spider senses were going off we can say and then i looked and then literally off of the and on the sub again i'm just gonna call it substation a bunch of inverters the size of cars these big metal boxes with stuff coming in and out of them you can see the energy going in and all of a sudden I'm just going to call it, and well, I know it, I'll call it an entity because what it was, it formed off of it, off of the energies coalesced or accumulated off of all these electrical boxes and wires into a first a cloud form that looked like a, a group of, and I used to deep sea dive out of Louisiana, so we'd have, let's just say, mosquito issues where you'd literally have to hold your breath and squint your eyes shut to get off the boat, to get to shore and get from A to B. That was a thing there too. And that, so and so for those that are saying, you can literally see bugs that look like clouds and things and they move real creepy. I have experience in that. That's not what this was because that's the first thing that occurred to me. I'm like, oh, and even that would be odd and unusual, but I'll buy it. Uh-uh. So then I start feeling, I'll just say um, intelligence there. So I keep looking, I'm still chatting with these two guys and it's, their backs are to it. And I'm just kind of glancing over. I'm thinking, oh, these guys are actually going to see this or not. Um, and I'm still just chatting. Because I don't want them to think, oh, this crazy guy's seeing stuff. So I'm just perceiving my reality while I'm chatting with these two humans. Um, and yes, it accumulated into a, I don't know, an entity will say. So think kind of like Slimer. I'm going to make fun of it, but Slimer from the Ghostbusters sort of thing, but bigger, way bigger, size of a car probably. Um, and came, uh, it, it, it pulled itself or energies out of the power lines. And I don't know if it pulled stuff from the environment to make it, I don't know all that. I'm just what I got to see. My ear hasn't started ringing, stopped ringing since I've started talking about this, Nancy, um, by the way. And when that happens, usually, even if I'm talking about somebody, you know, they'll call it that whole quantum entanglement thing. But even this, and it was a group, by the way, of entities, they know I'm talking about them. So that's why, for those that are listening, when I just say, oh, there's my ear, you know, it's, and yes, you can stop things like that. And that's all another show as well, where I, I, I could have, like, no, this is just for us, armored up and remove them from it. But I didn't because I'm not worried about it. Um, but that's part of it. Uh, because remember, I always like to teach to fish, teach people to fish while I'm, you know, kind of telling a story here again of fish. Um, but yeah, that entity came off. Um, the I'm not going to get into that part of the story. Are there parts of that story, Nancy, that you remember that you want me to get into? Because some of it's just not for now. Like 
the human part. No, what, but I, I wanted, I, yeah, I wanted, I wanted people to um, have that story in their head and go back to what I'm talking about with this area that felt like, you know, something, something. It's its own, it's its own environment. Let's put it that way. Okay. Oh and yes. One of the things when you told me that story, it's it really kind of kicked me in the head because years ago there was a TV show that came on. And it had to do with an attack on Earth where this entity was using the power lines to travel. And the targeting was on children. You know, the children kept there, there was this. It took a form that the kids could see, but the adults couldn't. And so the kids were doing some really awful things. Like one kid tried to murder his mother. I mean, like, you know, possession things. And I'm just wondering, it, could, it, could it be not just uh, the electromagnetic poisoning that could be there, but is this, are these systems being used by entities in some kind of... Uh, uh, an AI, artificial intelligence, takeover of the world. <laughs> Talk about, you know, going off the deep end. But is that feasible? Oh, it might be, but none of them are. There's no takeover of the world from my perspective thing happening. And they're not even trying to do that. What I see is they're using, I like how you said, okay, I'll put it this way. When these areas are heightened, again, I'm just going to say energetically, energetically, some entities seem to be able to do more with more energy and those ingredients. So it's not like they're taking themselves and like this entity, this cloud-like looking thing. Um, it, I would have to, I guess, summarize it and say it, it assisted moving its consciousness from A to B. Then you think, well, why would it need to? Well, I'll tell you, that's a whole other topic as well because um, it wasn't of light, I'll just say. So the not-so-good ones that do exist out there tend to have to have some assistance in 3D on the energy lines for some reason. I, you know, again, I believe that. So that's what that one was. So I'm also telling you in that, not a positive one, kind of saying that too. So around the Stockton, what else I put here? I said Bakersfield and Quartzsite. Um, and when these areas are heightened energetically, what that does is, yes, it lets what I would term the more nefarious or out of alignment entities with at least me, and I'm speaking really vaguely for a reason, everyone, um, an easier way to be hold space there. And yes, then in 3D, yep, because 3Ds aren't paying attention to their energies and, and chakras as um, perception levels and things. They don't know that there's actual entities around there winding them up sometimes or pockets of energy or feelings or anxieties and stresses and depressions that are energies, not emotions, and they're picking up on them and they're being heightened. And then it's a thing. These same entities, yes, they do benefit off what they call loser art energies, sometimes in the frequency of fear and hate and thing. And I'm not getting, you know, I don't get a whole thing here, but that's, we do need to know that. And at some point I do need to elaborate more, but yes, fear, anxiety, and stress are frequencies some entities benefit from. That's that is something. So, and just like us, we benefit off certain frequencies, and doesn't have to be off of a, a piece of meat or something like that. Meaning you're eating it or a vegetable. It's energies or frequencies. I mean, some people love just rice. Well, I'll tell you, they're not getting vitamin A to Z and everything in between from that piece of rice that 99% of the diet's from. That's not what's doing it. <laughs> it's keeping the vehicle going so they can pull the energies they actually need. Etherically, you can think. 
But anyway, yes, Nancy, on those environments, because they are heightening them, adding more layers there, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, then it's a, we'll see what we can do to the people in the area. Um, we'll see what happens to them. And it's just we testing grounds. And then, okay, why go into fear? And nobody is saying that now because I haven't given my chance to speak. But let's say, well, why all this, that, and the other? Well, it's then be aware of your environment, realize. So in my example, quartzite, I know that happens to it. You don't see me stopping. No, that means I woke up as a conscious entity, knowing I can affect my environment, my environment around me, where I go. So I armor and I go to these places. And yeah, things around me happen, but you don't. So wake up and you can always have an effect. So there's no fear factor here. That just makes me double determined to get in my whole arm ring and owning my own energy and knowing that that's not going to have an effect on me. And guess what? I just worked out. We've got bigger muscles now. So I see it all as positive. Uh, but we do have to wake up in those environments and know what's going on. Okay, because we've gotten into this, you two would start a conversation about uh, <clears throat> negative entities seeming to, because the conversation has come up a number of times where people are talking about entities and control and stuff. And it's like, I, I don't have a contract with that. So I just don't have a contract with that. And I, when I first started hearing about these things, I mean, like decades ago, I was like, <clears throat> these people are a little crazy. I'm not sure I want to deal with them talking about entities and, you know, but over the years, there's been so many people that I highly respect that talk about this and accept it as being a reality. So <clears throat> my question here is, well, my suggestion here is that you guys talk about what you started the, right before the show started concerning the entities and what individuals can do if they believe that they've got, first off, I think that you go, hey, I got no contract with this. Get the hell out of here. You know, I, I, I believe that the human being is that powerful that if you take charge of your own reality, reality is what you think it is. And if you think that entities can affect you, well, then you're going to have them. If you say, no, I don't have any contract with that at all, that I don't believe they can. But that's me. But uh, you want to go into that subject? Yeah, I'd say it's got a half and half on that one with me. Um, it's just like in 3D, the whole... I mean, yeah, if one party denies the contract, well, what if the other one says there is one? Then I'll just say from the energy perspective, they're still focusing energy on you. So you still have to acknowledge or deal with or work or modify that energy somehow, um, regardless. So and that's just right, because I understand what you're saying about because I woke up in that whole thing, too. I go far enough back to where not pre people talking about, it, of course, because that's always been a thing. But this blatantly and out there. Um, so I understand. And then when I started working with various individuals, then he said it logically and go, well, I mean, how can there not be? Not everything's incarnate, physical, really. In fact, <laughs> a small fraction is. But anyway, I'm going to throw it back to Mark. How do you want to go about this? Do you have a set idea? Or I can jump in and just start generalizing too. And chat, Nancy, I can't check. Can you check chat? Maybe Mark's uh, had to step away for a moment. Um, and I'll let you look at that, but I'll keep talking while, it, while you do that. Um, so what we're talking about here is sometimes I'll just start getting into it, everyone. So I'm not on a different topic um, where when sometimes you do energy work with individuals um, or um, sometimes let's say you request it for another party or something like that. You can 
everything is connected, every individual, every person. And of course you all know this, so I'm just, I'm reiterating it for a reason. Um, so I'm gonna try, I'm trying to give a good example here. Um, I can't, I'm just gonna have to kind of jump into it. So when anyone does energy work, so let's say an example, I do energy work on an individual, um, meaning armor them, put them in a love container. Okay, so I'll just use myself as an example. And I'm doing that remotely, and I do this all the time on sessions. Um, I'll, I'll put the person again, armoring them. And I'm not gonna go on each one of these spiels and recipes because you've all heard a lot of times, but I'll help them affect their own energy in their environment. And then when they're in that container of what I'll just term love energy, any excess or overage stuff, frequencies, energies, attachments, call it whatever you want, can't stay in their environment anyway. And that's, that's called energy removals. And then the person can heal themselves when they don't have all that excess stuff around them. Well, and this isn't about that topic. It's about me when I'm doing that session and there was my ear, um, cause I'm getting involved, getting my hand, not literally, but work with this analogy, my hands, my energy, not my energy, <laughs> my perception. I got to watch my words here involved in those other energies. Well, that can draw attention. So let's say I, and I'm just gonna make this story, but I, and well, I have done similar. I go to a place, I've had to armor property, let's say a house clearing is sometimes it's called because some stuff had happened there. So then I'll just kind of think, reset the, the playlist and just put a bunch of love songs on it. And that lets everything go its own way. And I'm, I'm really generalizing for a reason, but let's say somebody else is vested or involved in that area, that house I just cleared, or a person, if you're working on a person or something, um, because I can do it, we can see who did what if if it's connected. So there's lots of players involved. So somebody put an energy one, two, and three on that property, and the human wanted me to clear energy one, two, three. But those older entities want that. There's always more parts, moving parts, is what I'm saying here. There's always a lot happening. So it's not it's not that the last person who walks in the room turns up the frequencies and boom, that's the end all, be all of it. No, sometimes others, and I'm being really vague for a reason come back in and maybe want to change it back or do things like that. So what I'm saying is my point of this is the energy worker, me in this case, if I'm doing some healing or land clearing or whatever the deal may be, um, I get to see the others involved, the other entities. And sometimes um, they don't like what's being done, even if it's done in love and light. And I only use love energy. It sounds corny, but strongest energy in the universe. Everybody listening knows that. So that's how I come at it. I don't just start picking and choosing for, for the human or the person in front of me, depending on that situation. Um, so even in that case, uh, things can still come back. And that kind of brings us back, Nancy, when you were saying, um, well, if, if you choose not to do this, that, and the other, you know, I have no energy attachment. That's not always the case, just in big picture things. Um, and I know it can be a lot to deal with, but I'm just telling you from my perspective, because um, I've seen people deny this, that, and the other, or refuse energies. I'm like, well, I mean, I know I can still have an effect. So I'm, I'm, I'd rather wake the individual up and make them more aware than thinking that they don't have to dodge a punch. Cause sometimes in this reality, yes, we have to wake up such that we have to know we need to respond. Um, and that can be physically, energetically sometimes, but, um, and when that happens, yes, attachments and other entities can get mad. So things can happen. So I've had, sessions to where I've done remote, they call it karma, they call it lots of things. It's all energy, um, energy removals. I'll tell you, it looked like literally like a dog, um, leash on this. And it's been many times on these people 
um, that's attached to some entity or something. And I, I see the energy. So I'll just give you a visualization. I look at the person in front of me. Usually, if it's in person, it doesn't matter if it's remote or not. I'll go, oh, why am I seeing a little energy cord? So I'll do what's called heartbreak coherence. I'll chill the heck out, perceive the energies, and I'll see the cord go. And sometimes I'll see the entity sitting there holding it kind of thing. Or maybe it goes off into something. It, it's just lots of story there. But then that's when you get more of stuff. And I'll tell you, they sometimes turn around and see me looking too. So there's always a push and pull. Um, and so sometimes I have friends come in, etherically. You can you can think too. It's just hard to talk about, Nancy, because it's such big picture stuff. We're in a, um, a kitchen and I can't just talk about pancakes because everything's connected. Um, so stuff comes back around. And if you when you try and affect of others, sometimes you get your own attachment. So what I would suggest, and what's what I do too, and it's not the answer to everything, is armoring before you work on anyone's energies yourself as well to hopefully not get stuff coming back on you. But I don't know. It's kind of frustrating from my perspective. And Mark, anytime um, you, you're back online, you jump in, let me know. Um, but it's always know that there can be stuff on you. So always keep doing your, your removals, your armoring process, um, things like that. And again, I'm walking around things here for a reason. Because I'm also going to just ask for, see if I can. Yeah, this is this, this is helpful. Um, let me see. I know it's so vague. Everybody listening going like, "What the hell is Derek talking about?" It's all over the place. I know. No, because I was around things. Go ahead. No, that's good. Um, because I, I I'm part of this uh, biogeometry Facebook group and how to apply their tools, and I was looking up uh, uh, things of what you're talking about. Um, so. And as much as Shungite can solve a lot of things, it doesn't exactly um, be the the perfect armor against uh, things, right? Especially if, if one's being um, interfered with, not so much attacked, but you know what I mean, like uh, on a on the physical level. Okay, I'll give you an example of that. So yes, I agree 100%. And one example is my office at Mystical Wares has. I don't even know at this point, probably eight tons, literally. And now it is literally all up against the wall of my office um, right there. Um, so it's within feet of me and nothing that, that matters. So I'm, and everywhere else I'm through the store. So you, you don't get a whole lot more shungite than that unless you go to Crilly. So, and I have literally just about, and I'm knocked out of my chair during a session, as in hit energetically and phys physically, almost thrown out. And that was a big deal. And I had that, and I had my cosmic shungite around me, but... It all helps, yes, and has an effect. And it's not a volume thing, by the way. So you don't need eight tons of shungai at all. You can have one little nugget, same difference. Um, I just do different stuff there. So what I'm saying is it's a tool. It's a raincoat. But I'll tell you, and if you need your raincoat in a storm. Don't get me wrong. And then there's no better raincoat. But you're in a storm to learn lessons. So I'm going to tell you, in this analogy of raincoat, rains, you're going to get stuff going up your sleeve, down your neck, behind your back. There's going to be stuff's going to happen. So use your tools, your shungai, because it is the best raincoat in this universe that I know of. And it just rang my ear again on the money when I said that. Um, but also know that you need to get your other tools are your consciousness, your imagination, and your emotions. Your physical tool can be shungai and silver, things like that, um, and or the cosmic shungai stuff. But your energy tools to work with the invisible stuff is your imagination and emotions and, and that part so it all is tied together so um definitely have your shungite around you but yeah more stuff can happen there's there's always more to the picture and mark i don't know if you want to direct me somewhere more into that 
topic we were talking about or not? How specific do you want me to get? Yeah, because um, I, I drove by Bakersfield too about a year ago, and then there was just this, um, there was a weirdness about it, the place. Uh, just trying to describe it. Maybe like a denseness, and then so Nancy's description helped too, like why does this place have a different energy compared to other, you know, uh, these Central Valley towns? Uh, in as much as like it's a dry desert and uh, almost in the middle of nowhere, but um, yeah, yeah, it was just strange. So that makes sense with what, what you guys were talking about. Um, and I like Nancy's approach because I was able to listen while I was gone for a bit. Uh, of because she put it in a way in other shows of like saying to oneself, uh, not 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 in this timeline, and so. But then you're also saying that it still needs to be um, uh, acknowledged and taken care of, like you were addressing and, and describing, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've yes, it, it can go either way, but it's not all or nothing. I know that's a rough statement, but yeah, um, I have to deal with it all. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, sometimes I have to clean house, or sometimes several times, or um, it, it it just varies. There's no set answer. I know that frustrates a lot of people. It used to me as well. Well. What? I don't have to strike this yoga pose and then throw salt on my and that makes it all happen? No. Has anything in this life, human 3D life, ever that you hear a cat kind of going crazy behind me for some reason? Um, ever that cut and dry? No, there's latitude, sideways movement. Sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. Um, that's why we're here. Okay, let me let me jump in here because Yes, I, I believe that, that the human being is extremely powerful and can in, in affect everything around them. But there's an added concept here, and that is imagination, creativity, um, <clears throat> letting your mind imagine what you can be. And it goes back to this concept that we're all connected. So when I am saying not, I don't have a contract with that, okay? I believe that when I say that, I am not just myself saying it. It's all the guides and all of the entities that are around me that protect me. So it's 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 like, guys, we're not going to let this happen. It's not just me. Because in the 3D, we are limited by our perceptions. They have a greater perception. They can see things coming that I can't. And so I'm not going to get mucked down or worrying about being attacked by an entity. I have no contract with it. If I say I have no contract with it, then my guides will protect me from anybody else who thinks they have a contract to do that with me because they don't. Because in the end, you know, I have, Nancy, no contract with it. So it's not just me saying that. It's me saying that, knowing that I have a tremendous number of spiritual connections that will keep me protected so uh, that's just the way that i perceive i know I, I like how you put that out that's good um and then what i would say is we're the kids in the classroom of math class so as long as you're doing your energy work as well meaning and i know you do meaning doing your 50 percent. so imagine us in class struggling through a math problem we don't get to just look up and go tell me the answer teacher or teacher's aid or spirit guides or guardians or uh-uh we need to work through the problem, show some effort, try, in our, this analogy, energy work, do some removals, imagination, but just what you're saying, 
And then that's putting some effort. And then guess what happens? So I'm just saying from my perspective, maybe everybody's different than me. That could be. But when I started doing that working with the entities, I said, because I would ask them, I say, yeah, can you do this? And like, and it wasn't so much being done. Then I realized, wait a minute, why? Maybe I just do the energy work, imagination, blah, blah, blah. And then I get smiles on their faces. I'm like, oh, fool, talking to myself. Put some effort. You do the stuff and guess who will then get boosted and blah, blah, blah. I'm just telling you how I went. Maybe, again, everybody's different. I don't know. But that's why I did it. So if we put the effort and in this discussion, the energy work, the understanding, you knowing, like you just said, that you are an etheric badass and they're not going to affect you. Uh-huh. That's you projecting an energy. And then do your grounding, earthing, and don't focus on the scary stuff. That's you putting your effort. And yeah, then they're going to help you out. But if we just walk through life going, nope, I'm surrounded with love and light and nothing's going to happen. Well, I mean, maybe some of you, but I'll tell you, shit happens. And if we don't do the energy work, I mean, we, we can really get involved or not. Uh, thank you, Derek. Yeah, that, that's helpful. Um, I'm not sure if anything else to add, um, but that pretty much covers it unless you have no, anything else. Say, Nancy, if you can add Jalissa to the call, please. She just messaged and said she's, um, she, I'm not sure if she was added or not. Um, send her the text. We got a few minutes before the. So why are you doing that? Uh, and have we patched Justin in yet for the next? Everybody, we're talking about, um, like Nancy said at the beginning, Justin, be here for the second half okay. of the show. Uh, all right. Oh, all right. But the problem here is that I don't know that I'm directly connected to Jalissa. You're on my, you're, you're on my Skype. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have hers. A separate one. Another one. I'll have her message you her Skype info, and then you should be able to just add her that way. But she's got to put it, put it, put it over the uh, Skype mess. Jeez, oh, is that all right? Go ahead. I am. Yep, she's already doing it. So, I mean, you can, will... you can bring her in if you have her okay. Skype, her, her personal Skype. All you have to do is go to the top and say add uh, people. I'm Click I'm looking on my cell phone, as you said before. So let's talk about something. I can do this while we're chatting. Um, so we can chat about next hour, too, if we want. Um, we're going to talk. Well, yeah, Justin, go ahead. No, I, 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 is anybody looking at the chat to see if anybody's got any questions about this? Because it was people in chat that were um, driving the question to begin with from another uh, show. I like Yasmin's take. Here, um, in my experience, once you acknowledge an energy and understand it, right away it begins to lose its power over you. That, that's that's pretty strong. Yeah. And she also did a uh, what do you call it? Because I I enjoyed their appearances, uh, her and Bob, at the Say What show, and then they, they also talked about different encounters they had. Um, that was a month or two ago, I think. Uh, yeah. So that was helpful. Well, you know, in an, in an exorcism, the devil loses his power when he admits his name. When, when, when he's forced to give you the, his name, then these entities lose it. There, that's how that that's the main thing that an exorcism is is attempting to do. Do you know how they, how that works? Frequency. You say their name. A human, a human's vehicle, the body, can enunciate certain 
frequencies and tones and tunes that other vehicles can't. So that's why we're little spellcasters. So when you say a name, you know, it's not the name, it is, but it isn't. You're tuning or toning certain frequencies within the word. That's when you're spelling, that's when you're saying certain, I don't know, watch Harry Potter, they're thinking, say certain things. It's not even about the words. You're actually hitting certain frequencies within it, setting the space, and that's what the spell is. And that's why the whole entity thing, if you know their name, you kind of think control the energy around them more so. Yeah. Is there, well, is everybody on the call that it's supposed to be? Um, I don't know. Let me look. Jalissa? Is Jalissa here? Apparently not. I was chatting with her just a minute ago. That's why I was off the call and she thought she was on it. And then do we have Justin? Are you here, Justin? Okay. Um, we'll work on this during the break, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we got four. Well, we could start it now. We could play the break song and try to get. Yeah. All right. Let's just do that. We'll put this break. Well, no, because it's going to interrupt the song on my system. So. Yeah, you're uh, right. No, it's just chat. I'll be yeah. trying to patch in. Why am if we have I issues. We'll talk. Add people. Okay. I'm going to add Justin now. Oh, boy. I can't do it because I'm not sure what his name is here. <laughs> Let me look over here. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Jalissa. Well, we're... Okay. Jalissa, Jalissa is up. No. Can you? Yeah. Here's Jalissa. Jalissa is um, in my, I can see that she's up. Sorry, everybody. We're we got people on different areas um, everywhere, so we're just trying to patch it all together. Um, hey, Derek, I do have a question. Side. Like, like, sure. uh, um, going back to the basics of Shungite application. So, like in in a in a bathroom, um, as far as like <clears throat> making sure the water coming through is, um, you know, like purified, let's say structured, with with uh, Shungite. So is putting a S4 magnet in like the, near the faucet area um, better or like if, if I had a scotch tape and put some um, Shungite powder or S4 powder and then put that sort of under um, the faucet or like in a shower, I'd kind of wrap it around with uh, the, the scotch tape and Shungite powder or should I put a S4 magnet or what do you think is um, best use for um you know transforming the water the magnet i would probably put the magnet mm -hmm. um around each faucet to go to every bathroom in your house because even though you say you've got your water inlet to your house or whatever it's still going through an additional 45 degree turns and different things like that in your plumbing right um and or water filters or softeners depending on the case but long story short yep wherever that energy called water comes out of the faucet get that shungite as close to that and or in that cup as, as you all know already if you can so i would put a magnet under each sink in your house and get it on the um piping if it's and if it's not metal piping because of course a lot of it's pvc now um get it there and or nuggets tape them around like you were saying something like that um so because what i was visualizing or what i've done is i put the magnet um under where the water comes out and on, on the the top part of the the sink you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. That okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. And then there's this other idea of uh, 
if I just have Shungite on me, whether it's you know the the regular rock or cosmic silver, that that should be enough to you know as a, as an armor, as opposed to Shungiting everything in the house, like the faucet, the microwave, the washing machine. That once it's taken in, if I drink water that's not uh, Shungited or even food, that once it's around my biofield because I have the Shungite on, then it should be fine. How does that work as far as, is that, you know, does that make sense or? Uh, not necessarily. It, okay, okay, that's what I, uh, can you detail no, that? No, no. Yeah, I see, I see where you're going. Um, yeah, no, I would put Shungite on each individual thing because no matter what, let's say you've got Shungite on you, you walk around to Cosmic Pendant, you've got your love song playing in your headphones, let's just say. Yeah. Well, there's other stuff going on in the environment, and when you get close to that microwave or fridge whatever, it's not love songs, bad energies, are then being blasted as well, so now you've got it all. So, no, you're, you're sharing the environment. You're just helping move the negative energies by having the Shungites. It's not like it's stopped. Yeah, everything. So don't go, and you're not saying this, but don't go grabbing your Wi-Fi routers and hugging them because they got an S4 sticker on them or something like that. That doesn't make them all good and happy. No, it helps keep the energies from accumulating and moving. It's worth doing clearly, but that still doesn't mean put the bad stuff in your, you know, your food. So I would really have it on all spots on yourself. Um, and again, there's so many circumstances on each of, the, each of these things. I can go on for hours on that, but no, I mean, I would really get in all those different places um, if you can, if it's possible. Okay. Freak, yeah. So because you're not going to walk like through, say you have a Shungite pendant on, you walk through a pumpkin patch. It's not like all of a sudden every pumpkin you walk close to that got in your auric field or aura is going to double in size. No, it needs to have access to those energies or access to lack of the heavy energies you just helped remove. I hope that made sense because that's kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then with the love frequency there, think all the ingredients in the cabinet. Now that entity or plant or pumpkin, I'm talking about a person, can then grow in how they should, because that's really what's happening. Nancy, do we need to pause? I'm not trying to cut Mark off. I just wanted to check in real quick. Yeah, we've got Julissa on the call. Um, Justin okay. hasn't. He's, it's still a yellow thing, so it looks like he's not even online yet. So, um, uh, Julissa, I she'll message know. him in the background. Yeah, Julissa will message right. him in the background. We'll see. Okay. Okay. All right. So, right now, let's take our break and we'll be back in three minutes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. 
it's never gonna go away. Hi guys. And welcome back to Shanghai Reality. It is October 11th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent, Jalissa Helms, Mark Joseph, and Justin Martinez is now with us. So welcome, Justin. I'm glad you got here okay, yes? Good morning. How are how's everybody doing? Good morning, afternoon, and I guess evening. <laughs> Good day <laughs> and night. <laughs> yes, and Julissa, hi. Glad to see you can make it. Hi, happy to be here. Thank you, everyone. Okay, do me a favor and just back off your mic just a little bit, Julissa. Okay, I have a headset on. How's that? Okay, do you have the mic in front of you? Is that better? Okay, talk. Is that better? Yeah, it seems better, I think. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh All right. So, Derek, I'm going to turn it over. Well, well, actually, it's Jalissa and and Justin. You know, they're going to Mm -hmm. talk about whatever they're going to talk about. (laughs) So, you want me to just turn it over to Jalissa? Take it away, Jalissa. Okay, well, hello there, everyone, and thank you, Justin, for being here. So, um, you know, we have so many amazing things happen, like, on a daily basis here at Mystical Wares, and we have, you know, a lot of a lot of great stories that we, we wish we could share, um, a lot of them that most people won't even hear about, um, but Justin has been so kind as to um, share some of his experiences, and he had... Um, a really uh, unfortunate experience happened, and um, I'm just going to hand it over to Justin so he can tell us a little bit more about um, what was going on with him. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of a, a follow up to the story that the last time I was on your uh, your your show it actually had to do with the same family. Um, I don't know if you guys can recall. Um, 
the 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 family that I that I, a friend a friend that I was helping out who was uh, he has MS and his spouse um, and I brought him into Derek's shop and they had you know he had a uh, release with the Shungite and uh, ended up you know taking a big armful of rocks home with them which was awesome and subsequently or shortly thereafter you know kind of some uh, well. He added he added those 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 rocks into his environment or new things in his environment that wasn't there and you could say something miraculously changed. So it's a follow up to that story because it wasn't sh- too long, maybe like a a month and a half, I think after that occurred, um, they had bought a fishing a fishing vessel up in the Aleutian Islands or uh, up in Alaska, and they had asked me uh, like a week after they bought it to help them uh go up there and bring it down to from from the Aleutian Islands down to Valdez and then make our way down to um another part of of Alaska and I signed on to I guess to the mission it was kind of crazy I I literally signed on to something that was crazy um i don't know dangerous probably irresponsible and epic all at the same time and absolutely had a blast doing it um alaska is very very beautiful i i learned a lot there was a lot that happened uh during my adventure there it was kind of, like i said it was crazy so imagine um uh, my friend you know who has ms he has 30 years on the water and has his master certification license for to run like a 1600 ton vessel basically he's capable of running any vessel you know ferry class uh and below in the united states and oil tankers and you know in abroad um but he's got ms so and his wife had never been on the water and <clears throat> so I, you know, since I had be, been so close to the family and and been part of their lives and help out, I was just kind of like, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, you know, okay, let's see where this, you know, sounds like a cool adventure. Let me just get right to it. And that's how I kind of, you know, started off the summer. So we, we May, May 25th, I landed in, um, uh, oh. Sandpoint, I think that's it, up in the Aleutians, and um, started working my tail off. And we worked. I don't know if, if anybody knows about boats, but you know, you don't. I wasn't on a cruise. I was actually on a working vessel with limited, you know, hands. There was uh, there was four of us, including the captain, and um he was high he's highly skilled highly proficient taught me a lot of things there was a lot of work to do and anyhow we did it saw some epic stuff and make our way to valdez and we get a fishing con we get a contract with a cannery to feed the the marine life of prince william sound 
So we get that that news from while we were in Sam, uh, uh, up up on the Aleutians, and so we that's why we made our way down to uh, uh, Valdez, is because we got a contract, and it was a you know well paying contract to to kind of give back. It was like we don't have to fish; we can give back. We feed the wildlife or the marine life, and we get to see we're smack dab in some of the prettiest scenery on the planet. You know, it's beautiful. So. We're kind of all having the time of our lives and doing, you know, kind of doing some crazy stuff and uh, making the best of the summer. And then I get, you know, after, I don't know, um, 56 days, 60, 60 days, something like that was enough time where you start getting tired of being on a vessel. Um, I get I start getting sick and I just felt off. Yeah, uh, when when it first when it first hit, I, I just felt off, and I I developed like a sinus you know thing, and then it went into my respiratory system, and um, then I started having fevers, and then it kind of went away. The the respiratory thing went away, and I and of course because I'm in a you know confined space on a vessel and. Uh, when I when we when we go to the cannery, I'd be interacting with people. So, you know, I, I I went up and had a a test done uh, for the the virus that they say is going around, and I tested negative. So that wasn't you know okay, that wasn't the concern. But on a on a physical level, I was exhausted. My body was exhausted from. Um, just working the conditions all of it and i and i wasn't really getting better okay so that had happened for like a a couple weeks and uh, i'm at the point where i'm not really eating much um i wasn't vomiting but i just didn't really have an appetite and and was was you know kind of feverish so anyhow uh, a friend suggested that I should just go get checked out, you know, really go get checked out, go to the hospital, get checked out, just make sure, you know, something's because, you know, this has been going on for a while. So I did, as I took her advice, she took me up to the hospital and um, she's a real sweet gal who befriended me uh, while in Valdez, actually got another healer friend who's an acupuncturist, um, introduced me to her. And yeah, she, she kind of like, held my hand to the hospital which was awesome and and took care of me a couple days where i was you know kind of really out of it because i was sick i should have been in the hospital anyhow lisa or uh, laura thank you and so she takes me to the the to the to the hospital and i go into the emergency room and in valdez and I ended up, well, it turns out that I was sicker than I thought I was. They admitted me, and I ended up having a infection in my blood that um, turned out to be sepsis caused by a, um, a, a some, somehow I had an infection in my body that got exacerbated. Uh, 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 aggravated and my blood turned on the infection next thing you know the infection's having a party up in this vessel and and was shutting me down 
So I end up having to get airlifted from Valdez to Anchorage. Because at this time, you know, at this point in the journey, um, my body wasn't taking kindly to all of the saline and the um, antibiotics that the hospital and Valdez was putting in my system. And, and, and my organs were starting to, you know, they gave me, I don't know, they gave me, there's like time and, uh, you know, another day, then stuff start failing, whatever. Well, mine, mine were starting to shut down. So it was, you know, kind of getting crunch time. So I got, I got the news that they were going to air flight me to Val, uh, Anchorage. Things are going, you know, as smooth as they could be. And, and I'm sick and you know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sick at this point. And spirit kind of chimes in and says to me, reach out to Derek. And, you know, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm on, you know, I'm on a hospital bed and I, you know, an emergency room or a hospital bed in, in Valdez getting ready to be airlifted. I'm like, you know, I don't, uh, spirits telling me to do this. So I, I, I just texted Derek and I said, Hey, and I hadn't talked with Derek since I left. I mean, really, which was 90 days previous. And, um, so he had no idea what I was up to, except for maybe some Facebook pictures that I posted, but, um, you know, didn't know certainly what was going on. So I had texted him and said, you know, I, I, I noted that it was like five 30 in the morning. Um, I'm kind of scared, you know, feeling poopy. And I just, you know, reached out to him and said, Hey, um, brother, I'm not doing so hot. I am in the ICU or I'm, I'm getting ready to be airlifted to Anchorage. I got a really bad infection and I'm not sure that, you know, that I'm going to make it because that's what the doctors are saying to me. And so any literally, you know, just any love and or energy that can be sent my way, um, it would be greatly appreciated, you know, and then I hit the send, you know, send the text and let spirit then, you know, deliver. And, and wasn't shortly thereafter that, that they're um, getting me while well, they're, they're lifelighting me from Valdez to, to Anchorage, but the, 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 fo- the funny thing is the fog came in. And so they had to reroute the plane up to the hillside up, up above the pass. Uh, and, and, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of weird because I, I ended up having to take a, uh, an aid car or, uh, emergency aid vehicle, what do you call them, uh, ambulance, a couple hours up a pass, and then they switched me over to the plane and 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 dropped me off in, at, at the hospital Anchorage. So anyhow, that was my experience. So there was a couple hours, a few hours that went by that um, was just part of the, it was part of the journey. <laughs> And then when I arrived in, in at the the airport or at the hospital in Anchorage, they're getting me prepped for emergency surgery because you know more time has passed by. Anyhow, to, because at this point, 
you know, they're seeing signs that my organs are, you know, I'm starting to get coloring in my eyes and whatever. My 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 kidneys aren't doing so hot, and they're, um, you know, doing the tests. Everything looked good, but stuff was failing, and so the they conferred with all the you know with different surgeons and we're having a a gathering a powwow after all of the tests had come in and they they so i so i had a, a couple minutes of just some downtime I, and, uh, because they had prepped me i'd done these tests they're all conferring outside I hadn't checked my phone. I, I didn't know. I, I was just like, "What, Justin? What have you got yourself into?" I was tired, you know, exhausted, and I grabbed my phone and I looked down at my phone, and I see that Derek had responded. Now, those of you guys that know, you know, Derek's a really busy guy, so I was just so grateful that I got a response. And of course, Derek was on. He saw my my uh, my. Uh, text to him and he you know i'm sorry you're not doing so hot you know brother um i'll, I'll start you know sending energy your way and contact me when you know when, once you you know feel better and and so i see that surgeons are outside and um i i'm you know i'm i'm filled with emotion like someone's got my back, you know, I've just felt it was just a sense of, you know, of relief and, you know, kind of a shift uh, occurred. And then, the, you know, I get a knock on the door. The doctors fill the room, you know, there's like six or seven of them. And I thought, OK, here we go. You know, take a deep breath to get to to go into surgery. And they look at me and they said, you know. We. We've had it. Well, we've we've discussed this, you know, at great lengths, and we, we we're kind of having a change of 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 heart on how we're going to approach the situation. Obviously, your your vitals are shaky, um, but and and this infection that you've had in your body is, you know, it's, it's ravaged it, you know. So, uh, you know, at this point, um, two things. Number one, if we put you under, we're not sure, you know, that we can stabilize you again. Uh, number two, you're you're you look uncomfortable, you know, and and you're not in considerable pain. Let's just see, you know. Uh, uh, they said we we'd like to just our decision is that we'd like to just rather than do emergency surgery, we're going to observe you and let your body. Um, start you know hopefully respond favorably to the antibiotics and the um you know saline will just keep 24-hour care you know watch over you and you don't you know at this point in time we're not going to go into surgery and i just it it blew me away the synchronicities because it was all happening you know it was so real it was right there you know it was almost as if the energy started pouring in as soon as um, I, I can just tell you it was it was felt. That's that's and and I and 
I, I say that because while I was receiving the the round the clock care, because the you know the saline bags had to be changed every hour, hour and fifteen minutes, I believe. You know, they put a new one on, and and the the antibiotics are forty five minutes. You know, some were half hour, some were forty five minutes. Um, so I was always having nurses and medical staff coming in and out, and and I, you know, had happened to put a, a little grid up before going into surgery, you know, before I thought I was going to go into surgery of, of shungite and the quartz and anyhow, they would come sit over at it, at it and they, they, they had meant, they would mention that, or several times mentioned that, you know, this is the most peaceful room in the hospital. Well, I knew I had been fighting for my life and it's not coming from me, you know, um, of the you know the energy per se but it was observed by and and felt by by the the staff around which is you know um was like i said the the the, the energy that was sent from derek and Jalissa and, and team was definitely felt so after you know after spending a week in anchorage icu i get a i get the clean you know not clean bill of health that I, I i get the release and um as i'm as i'm getting the exit papers the doc that the doctor that had been in charge you know had said to me that um she kind of pulled me aside and she says you know we are still scratching our heads about this one because she goes, I don't like to use percentages, but you know, 99.99, or let's just say most, most wouldn't have survived in you know, what you just have endured. And um, within a week's time, you're walking out. I mean, and she's just like scratching her head. She goes, you're gonna be, uh, you, you know, you, we're, we're gonna miss you, but th th we're gonna miss the energy of the room, you know, and, and she didn't have to she didn't have to pull you know pull me aside and say that she did because she was compelled to and so i had shared that story with with um with Derek because it was it was profound and as i was as as i was explaining to to derek i was like you know i'm 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 a i'm like a big skeptic however i shouldn't be at this point because i've seen so many incredible things and just yeah, I'm um, stuff that there people would say there's no explanation for except, you know, the woo woo. Uh, anyhow, I'm 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 now. I, um, I shouldn't question it because or I'm not not a skeptic, but I am. the I am a big skeptic. That's a funny thing. So I, I, this is for, you know, I was telling Derek, I was like, you know, anybody who questioned even though it's natural to question but uh out of sincerity out of coming from a, a point of knowing just at a, a knowing of what uh how powerful and impactful a remote session and or healing session can be can be um i you know i i, I 
I don't know, how, you know, if I would have survived without it and rebounded, you know, the way that I am without that, that healing, energetic healing, because my energy had was was basically stopped. Um, and of course, my 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 body was was um, ravaged by so much um, infection, you know. And there's and there's there's reasons for all of that, and that gets into the woo woo. But I'm just saying, um, um, I became an, an a, a huge believer in um, the impact of the remote session, the remote sessions, and the scalar, you know, the scalar waves, um, because. You know, after after uh, my body. Okay, how do I how do I say this? I, this is what it feels like. Okay, it feels like on all the way down onto a cellular level. Okay, my body purged a lot of excess and overage gunk that had been there for you know decades. Okay, and this is just perception. This is what I'm what I'm saying. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but a lot of a lot of toxins, a lot of poisons, kind of got released, and I had uh, really rapid weight gain from water flushing it out, and then um, really rapid weight loss. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, um, that came post uh, hospital visit. So. Now I feel more the the energy more intensely, I guess, um, as a result of this. But I, I I become a little bit more the energies. I guess that's the right way to uh, say it. Um, and. Part of, you know, part, I shouldn't have listened to, because I had this all kind of thought out and thought I was going to be in a flow, but I was listening to this show a little earlier um, before coming on air and Derek was cover you know, getting into so many topics that, that I'm, uh, you know, I've experienced and 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 it's hard to, it's difficult to talk about but it's um it, it it resonates as true and truth to me because i've also had very very um i don't know if would say similar experiences but experiences that are that are profound and and when you start talking about, you know, energy and that now I, I become more sensitive um, to the energy because and, and I don't know all the reasons, but that's um, I can tell you that. Um, I'm since the the. Uh, Released from the hospital and coming back to Washington, 
so much has happened in such a short amount of time and um you know my 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 my, my head's kind of spinning um because i've had a um what 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 one could what one could say as a um uh, an nde however it didn't feel like that for me it felt um you know i kind of was at peace with my place i just was tired tired feeling sick but um i knew that there was something that was more but now now that i've had a little bit of time to to digest you know what had happened oh people would say okay i was nde but that shift has put me into a place of or that experience has put me in a place of gratitude and i appreciate a lot more um the little things and you know my my awareness and focus on those little things and that you know that 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 covers a lot and there's a lot of little things that make up you know the big thing and um so i've noticed that my uh awarenesses and my uh, uh sensitivities have been increased you know as a result of that but also in the last month because this is all all this has only happened within i don't know the last 40 days right uh like i was released from the icu at the very end of may so um you know a lot's happened and and i've i don't know but it's because of because of of um the 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 what occurred within okay okay because the energy that i felt was so impactful to me and because of the conversations and the synchronicities how things lined up with the people that i interacted with when i received when i when i arrived back here in washington um i was you know kind of once again led by led by spirit to reach out to a friend uh that that happened you know derek happens to know that happens to be part of the community that 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 uh in the in the healing community that does you know uh go to the events at uh derek's place and so and and she's been amazing she's <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because um i arrive at the, at the uh i'm at SeaTac airport and i'm wiped out i'm like literally just I went strictly straight out of the hospital to the airport, you know, with a bag. And, you know, um, I arrive in in SeaTac and Lisa says to me, 
Okay, well, my plan was to go, hey, could you, I need to ride back to my car and then I'm going to just go to the hotel. And she's like, not on my watch. You're not diet on me. And that led to other, uh, you know, members of the tribe of, you know, Derek's community, you know, holding space for me and um, each of them helping in their own way to help build my energy up. Because I'm certainly not going to get the healing that I that's necessary just by the Western medicine alone. So I kind of took a, a a different approach, and um, some amazing things are occurring on multiple levels because of this amazing approach. But it's all goes back to the energy healing work that. Derek is doing and the 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 community that that um or the loving space that you guys have created to bring like-minded individuals together to um skill their you know craft and and um help help out you know um that's the that's that's the uh the, you know the other amazing part of this um is that meeting getting to know people who really sincerely you know want to help out um in 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 a manner that they can because they see someone who's gone through something medically um you know pretty bad and they they um, I got, you know, um, s- some have done, en- you know, constantly doing like energy, you know, Reiki work on me and, and, or, um, you know, I've received sound baths. I, I, I've, I've been blessed to be accepted and, and I'm in such, you know, gratitude and honor to be, um, yeah, to have to have all this work being done around me and, and it's making a huge impact, not just on the 3d physical vessel, but also, but that's where I, that's where I feel it. You know, um, I'm also feeling it, feeling more subtle energies as a result. Um, I become more sensitive and that, and, 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 in many areas of my senses, like the touch, taste, feel. So I get you, Derek, with what you were saying earlier. But so much has happened, and I, and I, 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 I don't. Uh, this is the place for it, but I don't could, because we're it's like one mic at a time. It's it's a. Uh, uh, it feels weird. I feel like I should be in conversation. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put you in conversation here for a second. So when you started out, you really were not into the woo-woo energy. You were uh, acquainted with it, but you really hadn't uh, absorbed the all of the essences of it. It was just like, yeah, it's there, but until you got into a very bad health crisis, at which point you could not give any nor could the doctors any other explanation except that it was energy healing and then once you accepted that it was probably energy healing you began to now become more perceptive of 
not just what your body is feeling, but everything external to you. And you're in a very unique environment where you've got access to so many different modalities of energy healing that um, you're like in a perfect perfect place because it's all new to you. You're not vested in any of it. Uh, so I just wanted to, you know, ask you, you, you had no sense of, I mean, did, my explanation there, is that correct? No, well, not entirely. I, um, I've had some kind of over the top supernatural experiences, but I didn't know, um, I didn't have any, well, when, when, I mean, who, who does one talk to when they start seeing, you know, when you've had uh, um, UFO experiences and, or, um, you know, fairies start interacting with you and, you know, orbs. I mean, there's very, very select individuals. I, I looked. I looked, you know, for for like people that had that, you know, awareness or, you know, similar experiences. Um, but I was just going, you know, I'd gone through it, tried to explain what was happening to my family and, you know, friends, and they all just thought I was crazy. And I found myself, you know, um, the universe kind of cleaned my plate, so to speak, Nancy. I had, um, I actually, that's how I had met Derek. Is I came to him back, um, I don't know, what was it, a year and a half ago or a year ago or so? Um, because he did, he did understand. He was the one that reassured me. He's like, I see, I see what you see, hear what you hear. He gave me a big hug, and and that you know did our first session. So I had an awareness, but now it's becoming more, uh, you know, more. Okay, so let's bring Derek in here for a second, unless Jalissa wants to. But I'm interested in Derek's perception of how you may have changed. What is he seeing? Derek, do you feel comfortable with that? Justin, do you? I feel comfortable, yeah. I'm very transparent. Derek. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. No, I'm not shy at all. As long, you guys can hear me okay still, right? Yeah, just get close to yeah. the mic. Okay. Yeah, this is a little earbud thing, so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, actually, I want to bring it back to when Justin was talking some bit ago about the purging and the toxins and all of that. Um, yeah, that's, that, um, we can't emphasize that enough, I should say, because that is what happened. I love how he described it. And sometimes, yes, unfortunately we do have to go through, and I've done it myself several times, physical, um, detoxes and his was <laughs> way more than a detox. Of course I'm minimizing it, but his was extreme. Um, but, and, and on the inverse, that's a good thing because he did do such a great purge and I'll just say he and his guides and friends were aware of his greater community that he's a part of. So they knew that he'd have the assistance necessary from everyone involved, including Justin himself, for such a, a big 
um, you know, loosely put upgrade. And that is what happens from these things. Your, your senses heighten. You get rid of, from my perspective, excess frequencies build up in your aura. Kind of like that hazy mirror after a hot shower bath. So he, he wiped his perception levels clean of the BS of many lifetimes um, and was willing to do such. And so he had to put himself in that environment here physically to do that, Alaska, on a ship, in the environment to get that um, and have that moment. And then he, he it was a, it sucks. I hate to put it that way. They had to go through physically, but it was great from the metaphysical perspective because now, and again, my odd terms, he has access to more of himself. So he'll be able to use more frequencies, get more imaginative, have more, you know, turn them into what, what get called abilities down here. And again, just start playing in the 90%. Um, so that's awesome from my perspective. Jalissa, I don't know if you had something you want to add it into. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that Justin, he's just been, every time he comes into the store and I get the chance to see him, I'm just blown away by like how much more um, energetic and lively he just like keeps progressing over time. And um, he's been coming to like the drum circles and all the whatever events that we have and just uh, soaking up all the good energy and sharing his love. And so, um, you know, it all makes a difference. And uh you know, I see the impact that all the energy work is having on him, but also what the impact that he's having on the rest of us just by being present. So thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. Thank you. That was sweet. It was. Because, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, as we change, people around us change. And does your family have a different attitude now or or not? No, <laughs> Just, no. No, no, you know, Nancy, um, there's so many layers of confusion, you know, in the state of the world. But actually, what I think that's that's happened is on a, a lot of it is that I've I've fallen out of residency with, uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, individuals and places and things, you know, in life. It um, and it's not say that they're gone, you know, for, but they just don't see it. They don't get it. They don't, they, they, they look at and process information only from a um, black and white scenario, you know, because that's all they've been taught how to process. And so these type of conversations and, and, because of their lack of understanding, it's not, you know, I'm not, can't be judgmental for someone who doesn't feel or see or, you know, can, can even, can't even imagine this, but yet I don't focus on them. I focus on those that do, you know? Um, so I have talked with my mom. My mom's cool. I talk with her on a date, you know, try to reach out to her every day. Don't always do that. But, you know, uh, my mom's cool, but haven't really had much contact with the rest of the family. Uh, my girls I have, but uh, yeah, rest of them, it's been, it's been weird. But that's okay. I'm okay. I'm in a good place. And I, and I, I know that they are too, uh, 
and at some point maybe they'll they'll become more aware you know in this lifetime and if not you know um they're gonna they're going to be in for a rude awakening as we continue to increase in vibration because I'd, i'd imagine there's going to be things that most people are going to be uh, going to have to face that they're not ready to face, right? Or ready to admit. Like a new reality. <laughs> it's so yeah, far yeah. different from their from their old reality. It's a new reality, but welcome to the new reality, Justin. <laughs> well, thank you. Expanded man. reality. Expanded reality. Yes, and that's and that's the that's the 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 awesome part about all of this is because um, it covers so much ground. I mean, you can talk when you start talking energy and metaphysical and different communities. Um, you know, I've I've been able to through all of this, you know, ener- energy in the circle that Derek has, but um, put together. And you, Nancy, and the Shungite, and all the uh, the the uh, different crystals, it's pulled uh, individuals from different communities. Uh, you know, they they've reached out, and I've and I've reached out and answered back to them. But anywhere from well, you know, the Sasquatch community, galactic community. Um, you know, recently, most recently, you know, I, I uh, was honored to ha- have a, a conversation with a guy that his name's Lowell Johnson that um, went through a, a portal in Lemuria or in Mount Shasta down to Telos Lemuria. I don't know if you guys have heard about the guy. I just had a conversation with him. So all this is ta- there's so much ever expanding, so much going on. And it it's like it's like a new world and there's more and more people waking up to that fact okay i have a question for you because when we started um well they sent me a uh information regarding a activating your multi-dimensional self and it's supposedly i, I went to your facebook page and it says Sunday, October 16th uh, at 4 p.m. EDT. Now, is that something that you and Derek, talk about that. So, because, I mean, I know that Derek's going to have you at his fair. Is that when, are you doing a live presentation out of there? Or what's that, what's all that about? Well, I was just sharing Derek's, I was just, I was just sharing um, that with the community, putting that on my post. Maybe in the future, I'm not, th- I mean, I'm not there yet, but I probably will be there to listen. Okay. So that class, Nancy, um, yeah, that's going to be here at Mystical Wares this Sunday um, from 1 to 2.30 um, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, it's actually come at a great time. So I missed the first hour when Derek was chatting about his trip to Arizona. But, you know, during those trips, he does have a lot of um, uh, a lot of things, downloads, upgrades, input, some information coming into him when he's able to, you know, get away from uh, all the work that we do around here. But, um, you know, when 
we were talking about this class. I'm like, oh, let's hurry up and get it on since he got back a lot sooner than anticipated. Uh, he brought, wanted to talk about like different types of light languages as well. So um, we're pretty excited to have that in person um, here at Mystical Wares. But Derek, did you want to chat a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. What we can do is, it's, so what would, like she said, it's going to be a class. Um, and I don't know, maybe we'll see if we can record it because we do have, and we'll talk about it later, Jalissa, with that camera and extra batteries and all this, that, and the other. So we'll see if we can record it. Um, but I'm going to expand into the light languages, plural there. There's lots of ways of doing it and give more insight um, kind of behind the scenes. So unpack it to make it a little more uh, understandable and digestible um, is what's going to happen there. And then also in that class, and this is an in-person class in Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, um, like she said, this Sunday. But what we're also going to do is, um, and I can only get into it a little, little bit right now, but I'm going to uh, tune or tone, and this is something that any of us can do, by the way, and that's how we do it uh, with remote healing and things. Um, I'll just get through it quickly. Uh, 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 certain frequencies within that room or class they will set the environment for individuals to upgrade themselves. So um, let's just say some of us can hold some space. So that's what we're gonna do is I'm gonna make sure that space is just one big love bubble, which is love frequencies available. And then each individual without interference can then do what they wish. So that's gonna be something I'm gonna be doing for the first time um, outside of just a, a onesie session sort of thing, um, doing a group environment. So that should be interesting. And a whole lot more can happen in that environment. Um, but that's something too. And then like I said, we're gonna try and record it. And these things, so think, um, oh geez, what's his name? Uh, Uri Geller. You know, I don't, I may be dating myself here, but a guy set frequencies, you can hold up a watch, he's still around. And the old broken watch from a long time ago and other things um, start working again. How are we doing that is setting a frequency and they say quantum entanglement. So what I'm getting at here is this can be done remotely by watching videos later, which is why I'm going to try our best to uh, get Julissa and I to record this. But that's what's going on this weekend. Um, so it'll be new for me too, being in the group setting doing that. And Jalissa, am I forgetting any aspects of that class we're going to do that we wrote down yesterday? Um well, I think we'll have to save it for another time before to get we can't get too in depth. We are running short on yeah. time. But uh, I do I did want to point out, you know, a lot of people are always asking if we can do, record these classes or do it live. And we kind of just tend to run into a lot of techie stuff and issues here at Mystical Wares, <laughs> you know, with all the energy flinging and um, just stuff happens here and so yeah we'll do our best with getting that recorded and i'm sure we can make it happen we just gotta uh, plan ahead <laughs> and plan for all the glitches to happen so what else guys um justin thank you so much for sharing that well, my uh, pleasure with honor thank you for having me and thank you derek and Jalissa, for everything that you guys do and the tribe that that um well, you're surrounded by because you know that's that's it's pretty amazing from the bottom of my heart thank you oh no i i appreciate you justin i want, I want to make one comment we got a couple minutes looks like nancy um so when i justin i want to make i walked through the store i don't know whenever it was last time i saw you in one of the drum circles and as you mentioned often yes i'm busy so i'm going from a to b i don't even get to partake in many of the events we have there 
um, just because I, I'm just tied up on just lots of things. So what I want to mention to you, Justin, I didn't get to in person is you're not attending these drum circles. You are part of them. Kind of like Jalissa was saying, because I'll tell you from the energy perspective, because I'm for those to visualize, so the drum circle happens kind of, I'm just going from, let's say, um, our office to the back area of the store where I'm doing something. So it's off to my side and I'm usually doing something, thinking on the phone, just stuff happening. And in this particular case, a uh, huge energy, and I'm just going to be kind of vague for that one. Uh, it was called a grounding or earthing energy, I guess, if I was to elaborate a little bit more, a calming one, pulled my attention as I was, and that's kind of a big deal, by the way. And for those that have been to the store and see me, you know, <laughs> I'm usually going really fast through there, just doing stuff. So it grabbed my attention, and I, so I knew, oh, so I'm just holding some space over there. I didn't even know Justin was in the store. He doesn't walk up and insist on, you know, stopping me and, you know, knocking on my office, things like that. He's, he just, he does his thing. So I had no awareness he was there until I looked over and to perceive who was doing that. It was you, brother. You were sitting there calming, earthing, grounding, doing the good energy work um, and not not in an ego state. So that was, I'll just say, really awesome to see. So think of a whole chorus there. You were not a silent part of that by any means. You're one of the lead singers. So I know that's an odd description or analogy, but realize that. And then as you do, and we can all do this, then you hold more space. Um, and that's the thing. So no, you were, it was neat to see um, you being such a big part of that. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it too, Derek. Thank you so much. It's like I said, it's an honor. Uh, yeah, to be in the midst of such great people. Yeah, I'll give an add-on. So, and then Nancy and everybody else also that now that Justin is holding his own space and doing such, then everybody else benefits. That's each of us. So as all of us keep doing that, that's why I keep encouraging everybody to do their own thing and hold their own space, armor, this, that, and the other, um, because the more of that out there, so the more love songs in the room that are playing, that's more of that's available kind of thing. So that's, it, it just encourages more like-minded individuals. And Oh, one last comment. I know we're getting close Nancy. Um, Shoot, you guys are Nancy, you and Justin were talking about his family, this, that, and the other. I'm like, um, no, first of all, your family 100% understands you because your family, don't limit yourself, you're not, to your understanding, I'm talking to everybody, of your physical family being your family. Your family is your etheric family. Those like-minded individuals that you stumble across through life, um, and sometimes they come and go and move out of your space, but that's your family, not the physical ones that's why often we'll feel like what's called the black sheep of the family or different or this that and the other no so definitely don't anybody sit in the angst of my family doesn't understand well yes your family does you're just talking to the wrong one okay then um you guys want to say good night or good day good day me. yep no awesome thank you justin for being here Mark, listen, Nancy, I appreciate everybody. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nancy, Derek, Mark. Appreciate you, Justin. You want to say good night? Yes, thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Hope to do it again. Awesome. Yes, we have to have you on again. Okay, so we got Cosmic Reality Radio coming up um, today uh, at 6 to 8 Eastern Time. And tomorrow we have a good Radio 5G show that um, I think you'll, in, well, it's very informative, <laughs> very spooky informative. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time.
You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.